Alright guys, welcome again to another episode of Nerd and the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures. If you love movies, games, comics, arts, or even movie reviews, and also local events happening in and around Central Florida, this is the place to be. As always, this is your host, Tony, with our boy... Nick, I'm bringing back an old one. I'm bringing. Oh, say yeah, I'm Nicodemus. <laughs> Nicodemus, you know what? I'm that's, wise. That's it. That's it. We're uh, this, this is the fourth Nicodemus. time they've used it, and we're sticking with Nicodemus. I like it. You like it? I so, feel like a soothsayer. Like a like a, a soothsayer. Like, yeah, like soothsayer. Like you <laughs> gotta come. You gotta come to me to find some knowledge about oh, yeah. movies. <laughs> or or the uh, predictions too. So Nic- Nicodemus does predictions. Nicodemus does. You like it? You like Nicodemus predictions and the Nickies? I just feel like if I go too far <laughs> with that, I'm gonna have to go everywhere wearing a robe of some sort. Yeah, and like a no top hat, like a wizard hat though. So funny how super like lazy people that never leave the house look like old monks. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> it's just like. Barely hair, rogue. I don't know. Never mind. Off topic. Anyways. Yeah, off hello, topic. everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. So, yeah. So, I really wanted to talk to you. Oh, I don't know if we discussed it, but. What's up? What you got? The Batmobile was released this weekend. Somebody said it looked like a, like a hyped up GTO. Yeah. It, it, it looks like an American muscle car. And mm-hmm. I have. Uh, I love the look of the car. All right. So, the look of the car is amazing. Mm-hmm. Hands down. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Sleek. It has. You could tell it has power behind it. My issue, and I don't know if I, I know didn't discuss it with you. My issue with it was that it all depends on the time of where this movie falls into the spectrum. That was my whole thing with the car. Like, That's why it, I was excited about it because I felt like the car is a great indicator of the time of the movie. Because he's not going to drive a car like that in 2020. Exactly. That's what I told somebody. I was like, if the movie came out, if the movie set in the 80s, maybe late 70s, like that time frame, that's great because that's very American muscle-esque in that time frame. But if it falls into the 2020s, it doesn't fall. Even though, because every time they make a Batman movie, he's always, he's always, it looks like his car is 10 years beyond what's the current time that he's in. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's never the... I mean, put it like this. The only... All Batmobiles look is all style over substance because there's not really anything um, that goes with the mainstream like yeah. car aficionado look to it at True. the times. You think about it, even all the way back to Adam West. I mean, it looks kind of like a, like a little bit of a race car type thing, yeah, but, but it's it's still not like that. It, no, it's not. But. So they're very, they're very comic book-ish, except for the Christopher Nolan was more practical. Which but futuristic I, at the same time. Was, well, that's the thing. Uh, 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 it had a futuristic, futuristic All of their cars, oh, I felt that all like Batmobiles had a futuristic appeal to it based on the time setting they were in. Yeah. I guess what I'm happy about this one is it felt like there was a... Uh, if you've ever watched the Batman anime series, mm-hmm. there was an episode, I believe it was called The Mechanic, I think it was, Yeah, where it showed it. It showed like Batman starting out, and he's starting with like a very old-looking car, mm-hmm. and he got to know this race car mechanic who needed, who's done his luck, and that was who helped him build you know, the first Batmobile. Yeah. So it would be cool if that... This is kind of like a first level, second level of what the Batmobile eventually becomes. Yeah, because I know this movie is set into the he's that's his second year as Batman. So it's already he's already established as 
Batman. I hope it's more than that. The reason I say I hope it's more than that is because the understanding I received was that this was going to be a mystery, right? So he's going to go, because just like I said, just like those old Batman um, animated series episodes, he would go through his rogue gallery whenever things happen. Like, you know, hey, this looks like it would be, you know, um, Catwoman. Let me go check yeah. Catwoman. Yeah, no, I feel and, like isn't it fall know, into that? The which, detective theme? For, like, but he's going to be there, he, but they're not necessarily villains. To yeah, like they're they're they are evolving villains, yeah, meaning they are, they're, that they're they're normal, regular people that go into their roles because of circumstances and events that happen. Uh, I do see that, but or they're part of his rogue gallery, but like at the t- uh, right now they're trying to rebuild it. Like they they're not doing anything currently illegal for him to arrest him for. But he's checking with them because maybe just to make sure. Yeah, like for example, in the comic, he's, he's like one of those. What do you call those parole officers that just come to check on oh, you yeah, regularly? He's, <laughs> again, he's trying to figure out a mystery. Like for example, like the penguin would be a great informant. Um, and obviously because of his connection with Selena Kyle, she'd be a great informant as well. So like all these people might have elements to what the case actually is. Yeah, and it might lead into somebody more sinister, and like kind of like the the Hush comics. Okay, that's yeah. exactly what the Hush comics was. They he wouldn't he never really guessed at the end who the, who it really was, but he went through everybody trying to figure it out. That's you know? yeah, I see that approach with that. But yeah, so with that, I I love the car, and and I do see what you were talking about. It's with his rural gallery, but and on top of that, just going back to what I said was the whole. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like his sec. He's gonna be established as Batman. Okay, so I I don't know if he's gonna be donning the cape a lot more. Mm-hmm than normal or he's gonna do the whole bruce wing and try to infiltrate through his other all his alter egos or his non-alter egos bruce wayne we would be careful with that too because i mean i I would love to see kind of like that their their rendition of uh bruce wayne but i mean like i said my whole big excitement is that he's an actual detective yeah that he's using clues and stuff like it's it becomes like a like a like comic book murder mystery okay yeah that would be crazy. That would be awesome. Another one that I mm-hmm. wanted to talk to you about. This is just released a few days ago. Yeah, what you got? So, um, Scott Deckerson, he's okay. the one. He was director for Doctor Strange. Okay. The first one. He 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 got. He's out of Doctor Strange two, due to creative differences. Uh, about a, a few months ago, or last month, I think, or the month prior. But he's uh, he's been mentioning that he has an idea of a Star Wars. You know, in Star Wars, is Hoth, the planet Hoth. Yeah. The winter, like very uh, winter-esque planet. The, the snow planet. Basically. The snow planet. That yeah. he has a movie idea to have it set in like a horror movie rated R. So it's going to be like the thing type, a thing type movie mm-hmm. rated R set in Hoth. Okay, and, but and he's his idea was to, uh, not, uh, pretty much not mention any previous characters in the Star Wars realm of what they've been released. So it would just be like like a Rogue One type, like, okay. but it's gonna be like straight up horror rated R movie. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know why the way you're describing it to me, um, like I'm straight up picturing Riddick. I'm straight up picturing Vin Diesel's character. I don't know uh, why. Like, 
because you're picturing a, a planet, right? A very specific planet with a very specific trait to it. Yeah. And a futuristic kind of person, uh, kind of world with a dark setting and people getting killed randomly, whatever, right? Like, you know, whatever. So it just feels like it could end up, like, I mean, it all depends on the characters you put in there, but. Yeah. And it's futuristic. So, uh, you know, I straight up think of. <laughs> Riddick. Yeah. Kind of, because that's basically the stories are like the the two the the first one and the last one of Riddick was basically the same storyline where you're in a futuristic planet with very specific traits of that planet. Um, you have to get out. Hmm? Yeah, you try to get. That's well, and the then basically, you have to survive, survive, yeah. or or get off the planet. Didn't they try to get off the planet the first one? The first one, they try to basically they try to survive. Yeah. So, but that's what I'm not saying that they're gonna follow that that thing. But I guess what I'm saying is. It's interesting, but I would like to see how they're going to incorporate. Because the planet's great, but that's a setting. That's not a story. Yeah. So it, I'm just what happens if, if they do it like with ATATs and um, stormtroopers, like in that realm, they're mm-hmm. still gonna have. Well, his idea is that he still wants to incorporate like the inhabitants of the people that live on that planet. Yeah. And from my understanding, maybe some stormtroopers or in that realm, like they're. They have a rebel base or like a base there that they're in, in that whole universe and something happens with that. Well, the hell thing it, with, okay, so here's the, th- the thing with, there's a different, the good, a, a good way to look at the difference between a horror movie and an action movie with a little bit of gore is the scale, right? Because I've noticed with horror movies, it's about intimacy because you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, so basically it has to be close quarter situational types yeah. of movies to be considered a good horror movie, I guess. So, like, obviously, if you're blowing people, uh, if you're blowing up a ship full of people, that's not necessarily horror. If you're in the ship tearing people apart, that's horror. Yeah. So, it would have to be super scaled down. Yeah. So, it can't be... That's it, can't, what just, it can't be so grandiose to involve the whole universe. It would be like they're trying to survive in the base. What would be cool is if... Oh, we're going with a prediction here? No, 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 not prediction uh, because I have no idea what the story is about. But I'm just this is more like an idea for the same story. Yeah. If um they're dealing with somebody from I guess the dark side. Okay. That is like a serial killer, and he uses his abilities to like kill people. Mm-hmm. Like, and you see him like he like if if he catches you, he'll tear you apart with his mind, or he'll. You know, use a, like a so, lightsaber. So like a, like a Sith, imagine a lightsaber. not a Sith Lord, but just a regular Sith going crazy and just. Well, just like that's who he is. He's a he's a he's a serial killer Sith, and maybe he is of a of a different planet where he looks like a monster. Yeah. Or something like that. Or some imagine somebody like um, uh, what was the character from um, oh, oh, why am I blanking on his name? I was blanking on his names. The uh, Star Wars Episode One, the one that the one that um, Darth Maul. Oh, somebody from that planet who looks like that, or Ray actually, Park. Ray Park. That's his name. Of the oh, actor. no, 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 the actor. Yeah, but I'm talking about that that the species of. Oh, his, what, his what Darth Maul is that? Is, yeah, is? but I also remember from the Star Trek. Uh, I think it was the animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, Darth Maul's planet is also associated with a group of witches. Mm-hmm. So something like that, like those elements, those characters, those elements, bringing those elements into yeah, those into are that serious, horror. yeah, that that give that horror element with the with the Star Star Trek, the Star Trek, what was it, Star Trek? Sorry, guys, like, <laughs> Star Wars vibe, um, that I could see true horror from. Yeah, that would be cool. So going from horror, mm-hmm. and most horror movies have monsters, right? Correct. So uh, James Wan, 
Okay. He is the create. He was one of the people. That, he was one of the people that started uh, co-creator of Saw in the okay, Saw series. Yeah. He directed. I think. I think he co-wrote the first one and okay. the third one, and he pre- he helped be a executive producer for the eight movie series. Okay. So Universal, um, and he's a director for Aquaman. So okay. just given uh, his range from Saw to Aquaman. Mm. Um, they hired him to do a new monster movie. So they're trying to, what I'm understanding is that they're trying to have the dark series, the dark universe. Also, oh, I was going to ask you that when without, you say monster, you mean monster from, from the universal series. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's kind of weird. Cause from when I was understanding and what they're trying to approach it is that they still want to do a dark universe. Without having a universe, meaning is this going to be the dark universe with just single title movies without interlocking Well, it's like we discussed story? the other day when we were talking about the, like the Invisible Man. I never pictured that was part of that dark universe. I just thought it was a movie where this guy happened to become invisible. Yeah. So, um, you know, it. I mean, it's interesting I mean, if they try to build a universe from that because that that was a good single off movie. Yeah. Now, if you're telling me that's you're gonna somehow make that into a universe, I don't know how. No, that's no, gonna work. they're gonna they're trying to because you know how like uh, Tom Cruise tried to kick off the Marvel Dark Universe with the Mummy. Yeah, I heard that failed. Yeah, that failed really bad. So what they want to, I guess, where they're un- trying to go to is like we already have the infrastructure of the Dark Universe characters. So well, the, that's because they could they just it, from from what I'm getting is they're just gonna do single standalone movies. And each just be in their own category. Like the Invisible Man was his own category of his movie, but it's part of the Dark Universe, like ser- not series, but collection. Mm-hmm. You know what so, would be interesting is if they approached the Dark Universe the way they approached Invisible Man, which is they approached the idea rather than the story. Yeah. So instead of Mary Shelley's uh, Frankenstein, um, which is the one that they're going with for James Bond, they should go into more of. A person trying to create life by animating dead flesh, which obviously there's there've been a lot of movies like that, but you can have similar elements, and then but not call it Frankenstein, not like yeah. really tie into that universe. So it's gonna be a, almost a mixture of um, Frankenstein and Disturbia. If you remember the movie Disturbia, about uh, Shia LaBeouf with the neighbor. That he so Sh- so in the movie, so basically the movie's not focused on that character; it's focused on his neighbor. Who might be witnessing what he's doing, like bringing body parts? Home. Yeah, and recreating, reanimating a body like that. I like and that. I like that more, just because that create you create the monster. Yeah, but it's not of this guy. Because when you get into the element of you're creating the person, then yeah. it's not really monster. More in the sense of you're you're horrified with what you created, so you know the creation, you know the person who made it, you watch the process. It's it's not as scary, but when you see it from afar, you don't know the details. Just the mystery of not the knowing, not knowing exactly the, the not knowing, knowing part, and then trying to do you be your own investigative reporter and trying to see what they're doing exactly, and then, and then when finally creates not, it, and now adding the element. And if they do it in the current times, they're not adding the I'm gonna go live. That gives a even even an additional you mean like a shaky cam thing, like a shaky, not entirely throughout the whole movie, but. Like he's like, oh, like Tim just Facetime and his friends. Like I'm gonna go in here. If if you see anything, call the police. Well, so it li- it gives a little bit of shaky cam at moments. But I think you say Disturbia, but you know what's funny? That's not Disturbia. That's uh, Fright Night. 
Oh yeah, that's literally Fright Night, but with va- but the vampires. Well, in your case, it would be that. That's it. Fright Night is with vampires. Yeah, you're describing more of Fright Night I mean, with, with uh, Frankenstein, which would be cool. Would be an interesting uh, look into approach. It. And then like his and then, and and from his uh, filmography, from Aquaman being real high action, colorful. Okay. That and he's also did the Saucer, which is real dark and grimy and grimy and. Oh yeah, if he shows if they show close ups of, of like him cutting off flesh and putting it down to other like those kind of scenes like that, like, that would be intense. <laughs> it would be. Oh man, that'd be so interesting to watch. And I think also the reason it'd be good is because you take away the the because the thing with Frankenstein series is that there's a benevolent look to the Franken Frankenstein the yeah. doctor. Where you're like, man, he's doing it for good you you kind of befriend him. You know, you make him look good in a specific light yeah. while he's making this monster. And so it's difficult to be afraid of the monster. You you also kind of look at the monster in a, in a friendly light, too, because he's not in the situation, stuff like that. But to look at it from afar, no, you're looking at it. These people are, this is a, a messed uh-huh. up guy, you know, maybe chopping off parts of alive people and creating a monster, basically. Like, you he brings random people home and they never yeah, leave. Yeah, like you, you really kind of get away from the benevolency of what he's trying to do. And it's just a kid witnessing a monster being created, and yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. That would be interesting to watch. So, so yeah. So, what do you think about that whole idea of creating a universe that is not a universe? I mean, as long, it's you know, what, no, it's like you mean like the Joker, the last, like because technically, I mean, whether they, well, however they go with it, you know, one way or the other, the movie was created as a single off, so it was a character in a specific universe, but not in the universe. Like, yeah. Then the, you know, and I, I think that's why a lot of people are getting tied with Hollywood because everything is a setup. If you approach the movie to set it up and don't really have a like, for example, when you say Lord of the Rings, yeah, that's not a setup. That's literally one part of a three part story that they already intend to. They probably yeah. filmed already, so that's that's more of a, 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 a just a cutoff to the next act. So like, they actually did one big movie and they just cut exactly. off in three previews. That's one element. And Harry Potter was the same thing, things like yeah. that. But when you're just creating movies with the intention of setting up a universe, you kind of, I think you start losing track of the movie you're creating. Yeah. Like, I think that's why Marvel did a little bit better job in a sense of, I think they had everything planned out, but they tried to do the, the tie-ins more at the end. Like, okay, yeah. listen, we did everything else. The end, we're going to give you a tie-in. Yeah. But for the most part, we're they're, they're just, just closing up the link on each one at the end of each movie that they did. Yeah, like to continue it. I like that. I like that. I, I, I mean, I've heard and, about stuff like that. Like he, like this, he drew up a huge general plan with everybody. I mean, like, listen, as long as we, this is where we end up, everybody go with what they're yeah. gonna do. So with with one thing with that is like with studios is um that they'll. I like the idea how Lords of the Rings did it. That I think they film like two movies together at the same time and cut them up. But like how you, people like Hollywood tries to set up another movie, it's hard because if they're like, oh, we want to do a two part or a three part movie, um, it's hard for them to be like, let's set it up because they don't know how successful it's gonna be. So they don't want to they don't want to take that chance of filming it all together and have one cohesive movie and breaking up to three. They'd rather really test the waters on the first one. If it doesn't work, they'd be like, uh, but that's so we'll shove it. We'll shove do it. it. You might as well have the faith and just do go it. All around, go all out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I that way it's that. all coherent. You know what just... And that's what, what happened. Like, I think that's why, like, um, what is the show? Um, Stranger Things. 
Yeah. Like that's why they're ending. I feel like they could have gone longer if they knew that if they believed in the success of what it have been. Mm-hmm. And I think it's mostly because the kids are gotten a lot older, so it's hard to have them jump. That's what I was thinking right now is because I started to, like I don't know why I was thinking about uh, like making multiple movies, especially when you have like characters like uh, Spider Man, who's Spider Man was technically a teenager, right? But the character who's playing um, Tom Holland is is in his twenties. Yeah. So then I was like, then it just dawned on me. I don't know why it literally just hit me. Maybe that's why Hollywood tends to cast twenty year olds to play high school students. Now go with yeah. me. The reason yeah. I, because maybe because they're in their twenties, they're already past puberty. That's what they're gonna look like for a while. Yeah, they're, they're change, their look isn't gonna their their look isn't gonna change so dramatically. Yeah, within like, five five six years, where if you hire somebody at twelve, at six years or eighteen, they already have like. Yeah, they probably they hair. go from like you know four eleven to like six eight or something. You know, like it can be a dramatic change within a couple of years if you're going through somebody who is within that that time frame of, of puberty. So yeah, yeah, it just hit me. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's difficult to film something unless unless the time frame itself is in in, in um, like boyhood. Well, boy, that's what I'm saying. If unless you're filming with the intention of it, like let's say every time they do they do uh, um a Stranger Things. They encompass their age. They encompass the time. Like, the time oh, loss. they're coming back five years later, or two years exactly. later from the last time they filmed. Exactly. So, yeah, didn't Boyhood did that? But it no, was like Boyhood was filmed literally the entire years? life of that guy's. Yeah, like three years. Like, yeah, it was something like twenty years. They filmed that, that boy's entire life, and yeah. they they kept on coming back to him as he got older to follow the story of the movie. Uh, which I think that's is dedication, a, right there. That is dedication, but it's so tricky. Yeah, especially if you're investing a lot of time and effort into it, because I mean. The kid could change. I mean, the kid. Oh. The, the, or he could kid, be like, I don't want to do it anymore. He could do that too. I mean, he, he, like me, your par- my parents signed that contract. I didn't. <laughs> um, but just so many things can change from you know from that kid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting thought. Which it what scares me now is what what happens in the future when we get into if they get really good at making us making facial like facial recognition and stuff like that or. Facial composition, like 3D Com- compl- like, computer generated faces. Yeah, sorry, I'm like literally thinking about that for the scientific term. Like almost like how they did with uh, Robert De Niro and the Irishman. Well, no, they made him look younger, but they still use his face. Yeah. But w- imagine if they don't, don't even need the person anymore. They don't even need the world building. They literally probably have enough footage to create anybody from anywhere, and all they need is the voiceovers. True. So even that, you can even do voice generated. By just having a lot of recordings and then having well, a I computer you, algorithm. I think we're super so far away from trying to capture passion in voice. Just because you still need a lot more... Emphasis on certain parts in the words. Yeah, I mean, there's, and, and there, the intention. there's a human element that's still going to be needed. I think that even if they do the computer thing, I think they, they're still going to need people to kind of react to things and mm-hmm. like, see what their facial reaction is. True. But it's just kind of scary that that's, that's a good, it's a good <laughs> element to the future, like... I could make a hundred Spider Mans. I don't care if that Tom Holland turns fifty. We still got. <laughs> we still got. We still got a twenty-two year old yeah, Spider Man. Still make him look twenty years old. Spider Man, return to college. Wow. <laughs> so, All right, guys. I uh, will take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Nico Damas's more movie corner review. Yep, yep. All right, guys. Alright guys, welcome back 
All right, Nico Damas' movie corner review or corner movie. Re- How did I? Why, why, why did you laugh? <laughs> I had a little bit of laughter in I know, no, because I just, not the Nico Damas part. It's just like sometimes I mess up on the whole movie corner review or corner movie review. So I just I just find that funny sometimes. I just like the corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> put Nico Damas in the corner. Put Nico Damas in the corner. All right. Nah, I don't want to get into it. Anyway. Um, nah, man. It's been, it was a good week. Uh so as for, uh, before I get into, so before we get into like movies and stuff like that, you know me, I like I want to talk about stuff that I've like you know look around because I love movies. I mean, you want to say I love movies? I look up anything that has to do with anything that I can get excited for, you know, coming up in the future and later on. So you yeah. know, I look up trailers, you know, movie info stuff like that. So, but um, what did you find in the movie Rummage? Search. Well, it's not Rummage. It was okay. So. Okay, so, so the other day I was watching this trailer, and at first I'm like, this seems like, not necessarily a Pixar, but definitely like one of those, you know, kid cartoon typical movies, and I'm like, oh, cool, whatever, I'm watching it, it uh, it's called, the movie's called Connected, Yeah. so please watch it just because it, it just threw me for loop. So, okay, just to give you kind of a quick, you know, synopsis of what it appeared to be, so the first part was just a father show talking about how... He used to be close to his daughter and something about phones and and stuff like that. So it felt like it was going to be a heavy handed kind of like movie about how technology is either good or bad based on his father's perspective, because he feels that it disconnects him from his family. Yeah. So not that it was a bad message or it was a bad movie. And I was like, "Eh, you know, I feel like I've seen a million of these type of movies. Yeah. But man, halfway into the trailer, the movie becomes about, you know, basically like robot robots taking over the planet and i was like what (laughs) that's awesome like where did this come from i love anything that takes me for a loop or comes out of left field and if you got a chance to check out the trailer because that's how it felt like you know what it made me think of uh mom and dad saved the world a little bit kind of yeah (laughs) it's like this this mom and dad just literally they were station wagon so yeah mom and dad just (laughs) take a vacation they were born people and then all of a sudden they're on another planet saving the world and it's like what i just i you know there's, there's so many good ideas in this world and i if you i don't care how weird it is yeah throw it out there man i mean i'm sure there's a thin line between like something silly something silly and something hey, amazing. we got we have eight sharknados so yeah you can make anything oh but think about that think about sharknado and how silly that might be and then you those kind of ideas can bring you something brilliant and i'm yeah. trying to think over the, co- the corresponding part of it but yeah something weird could bring you something brilliant just you just have to follow your idea and see and what follow it through i mean this like my favorite one one thing that you brought me on to which i thought was crazy was the first time i ever heard uh, hamilton the way the way you uh you had mentioned how this guy literally had this idea of rapping about you know a political figure and i'm like it's in our history i'm like that seems so bizarre, but look at that now. Yeah, he's revered. His his show is like even difficult to get to. So uh, five hundred dollars a ticket, I know. So please, if you're listening, please do me a favor. Get us Hamilton tickets. No, no yes. just kidding. That's, that's, <laughs> that should be number one. That should be a in the hole. Um, and then watch the trailer. <laughs> and then watch it. No, um, send me send me recommendations. Send me recommendations for new movies that are just out there. Yeah. 
I would love to like. I would love to see things that I've never. Or, you know what? Not even before. trailers, just even movies. Because I know there's so many movies yeah, out there course. that we haven't watched that are like. I could be honest with you. Like, I'll go on Netflix and I'll just go to movies and I'll wait to the eighth channel and just to pick a movie from that like that section, mm-hmm. like as deep in the hole I could get just to watch something I've never heard of and something different. Because, like we always do, we just do it for entertainment and for the enjoyment factor. And we could always find something we could learn from a movie. I think that should be our post. We should definitely post that soon. The challenge of post the weirdest, weirdest movie you could think of. Okay. I'll, p- I'll put that up this week. All right, cool. All right, so let's talk about the movie. That we Onward we go. Literally is the name of the title. <laughs> Thank you for taking that away from me. No, <laughs> so we got to watch Onward, and you, that's uh, uh, that's a main. the main characters are Chris Pratt plays, um, plays uh, the older brother, and um, Tom Hollins plays... The younger brother. The younger brother. And I'm like, I feel bad because we don't have the actual names on hand. Um, I can show the names. Hold on. Why right. you keep? Why you explain the movie? So okay, just give you just to give you a little background into the movie itself. Um, it's a movie set in a fantasy world. You know, um, unicorns. Um, you know, wizards and stuff like that. But I guess in this world, they went to the future, kind of like if it, you've seen the movie Bright. A world where it was based on a, on the fantasy, like the fantasy actually existed, but in the future now, where people, it, magic, um, magic was kind of like, kind of, basically, magic was over was overtaken by convenience, so people were just found it more convenient to have electrical items and yeah, everything became more practical. Exactly, then then to kind of exercise magic. Uh, Ian and Barley. Ian and Barley. Um, so the movie the, that's that's the world that you have in there. Then you have these two brothers who, um, the youngest one just turned sixteen, and the mother gives him a gift from their departed father, which the sixteen year old never had a chance to meet. So, and and if you watch the trailer, it tells you they have an opportunity to see their father for one last time, but something occurs in the process where they scramble for the rest of the movie to try to complete the spell so they can yeah. actually get to see their father. Um, so it's a great movie as far as I I loved it. Hey, I teared up in it. I, I cried. I uh, no, I, no, I straight up cried. Yeah, it's like anything to do with father figures. I love my father. So anything like that, I, I it gets me. Um, I think, it, you know, what got to me a lot about mm-hmm. it is uh, the elements of family togetherness. Like, because from what you're expecting in the movie or in the trailer that that their their goal was just their dad but there were so many little elements from mm-hmm. like the mom and the brothers or even the other people outside of it and how they they try to connect to themselves and it, it just brought a big sense of family to me no and i, and I agree I, I think that was gonna that's one thing i wanted to say and the, i think that's what picture does it hits on it hits on the heart hard it does um i think with this one the benefit the best part is the interaction between um, Chris Pratt's character and, and Tom Holland's oh, character. Oh, Chris Pratt's was amazing. I like what what they did with Chris. I guess they filmed him while mm-hmm. he was doing his voiceover work because yeah, a lot of mannerism that they, he had, yeah, even mouth structure and like his uh, how, how he had his hands movement was reminded me of him in Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, uh, what was it, Parks and Rec. So there was a like, elements. I'm like, I see, it. I I see him. You see him in the character. I see him in the character. Like if it was live action, that was him. 
<laughs> like he has to play that role. Oh, it's funny because somebody uh, I read somewhere that they were they were like, "Well, this is kind of fun. This is kind of a connection where it's like Chris Pratt is playing a character where he is he's, Chris Pratt. Uh, he's oh, he, Chris Pratt is playing a character that he's Chris Pratt. No, no, no. That he is struggling with the loss of a parent. Yeah. So he goes on an adventure. <laughs> what does that sound like? Sounds Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So um yeah it was it was like I mean I love the fact that he came out a lot in like his his manners everything came out in his character yeah you're right like you can watch the character like oh snap you can see it in his face in the face of a cartoon character you can see Chris Pratt um my uh, I love the mother the mother was a great character I love cool parents in movies and she was one of the coolest oh yeah she 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 was there like the the um the character, the actress herself, is a uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Yeah, she's from. Uh, um, um, why am I blanking on the show? There's like Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld, yes. Yes. <laughs> so she. So, so she her her acting in it was good, and even the character that they gave her. And yeah, she was how, very how, how how she ran through it, and it it wasn't. It was also like typical concerning, but also. Um, a parent that's very progressive. That mm. was like, let them grow. Yeah. To be who they become, type of person, very progressive, but also very concerned and and not so like clinching of the fist. Like you stay here with me the whole no, time. It was it was like let's get it done. That, that yeah. kind of mentality of let's get it done. And she did everything she could to get everything accomplished. And she yeah, it was like you know, like I said, there's been cool parents in movies throughout. Obviously throughout the throughout all the movies Prince I've had. I mean, but this this was one of them. Was it your uh, top? Your top? Yeah, I think number two is the mother from uh, Days and Confused, where the kid comes up, comes like at four, like five in the morning to the house, uh-huh. and she she's just like, "Did you have fun? All right, you only get one. Next time you get in trouble." Like, that's <laughs> like the coolest answer you hear a parent say in some movies like that. So it was Who's your number one. No, this this was definitely my number one. I, I oh, like, she's your number one. And uh, for now, I can't really think of like you got me in the spots. I can't think of all of them. I know, I know. But, but that's like. But the it's first good one. that you already have a number two. That you already know like who's. Who, oh yeah, yeah who's yeah, in like, second place of that? There's always something I like to compare it to. So that was definitely something I would definitely compare it to. Um, so let me see. So yeah, those are the great parts. Those are good. You're gonna have to be entertained. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna cry. Um, there yeah, there are some things I was not too 100 percent happy with, especially for Pixar when it comes to. The world building, like the thing with that one, I felt okay. Yes, it was. You, um, you didn't like the world building. No, the world building in the sense of, you know, when it comes to every movie, I feel like immersed in that world. Yeah. But in this one, I didn't feel like. I feel like it was. Yes, they are fantasy creatures, and everything else feels like a normal day setting. But right. I didn't feel like I understood that world, and that's that. Like bright, bright felt like it was a different world, even though it was like this one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know issues and problems stuff like that. So I felt like they these were just uh, characters that we see in, in typical like modern day movies. Yeah. But with fantasy elements, you know what I'm saying? Like I just felt like I was not immersed in that world. Like en- enough. You can- enough, I guess. And then all the things I was curious about was how magic kind of played a part in it because that's the part I was a little back and forth on because it was it seemed skeptical like we were treated right right here, but it did yeah. exist in that world. So I don't know. Um. So stuff like that, like little world building things. That, I mean, again, it's probably me being nitpicky, but those are things that that I noticed. Um, what was what was another thing? Um, also, I understood where they were going with the end. Um, and I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys. I understood where they were going for the end, and I saw elements of what they were trying to put together for the ending. 
but I don't think it stuck the landing in a sense. Like, you know, like <laughs> how the Olympic person didn't stick the landing. Yeah. So I think the elements they were trying to create to make the ending work did not stick the landing no, as I much. Thought, because I, I felt landed, a little. It, it landed for me. I just felt a little cheated. I didn't. I, I, I felt a, not not crazy. Like I'm so mad. No, 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 like, no. I knew like, oh, it was like, it was just a little bit off for you. I and felt I think, a little cheated, and, and, and I think it hit the mark for me. Really? Yeah. I just I felt it fall I, a little I, short. No, I think it, I think not it, again. Not nitpicking in the sense like, oh my god, the movie's terrible. No, no but it's, it's the movie was great. It's, it's I just, an opinion and the preference. I just feel like that it didn't. I felt like if it, they would have done certain things a little better, I would have accepted the ending a lot better. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. No, I th- I thought the ending was perfect. I thought the okay. ending. I think the the circumstances that the characters went through mm-hmm. and their decisions at the end and how they approached it was spot on. Okay. Um, how it built between the characters. The only thing that, um, I would not. That, you know what I did like? I loved about it is mm-hmm. that they didn't have their own personal personal music number. You know how some like Disney movies have like a music number that the people sing. Too, they did it. Their soundtrack was amazing. If 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 yeah. I, I'll, it's rock music, so I love yeah. rock music. So the soundtracks was a little bit intense, and I loved it. Um, what felt short for me, or like what was a little bit off, I would say, was the transition between locations. A little bit. It was. It was a little. I don't. I. I just came out of left field for certain like it was more like me mentally thinking like time frame like how how they have you were like, you were you were really nitpicking because you're like you're saying that the time <laughs> element doesn't like like justify it doesn't line up but i'm like because me i'm like if I, I i think it was uh the urgency of time mm-hmm. wasn't presented as much um, from the from the beginning like that whole middle part where there wasn't that much urgency i felt than it was at the end and at the beginning. Okay. Uh, I get it. I just, I get it. I'm, I'm, I get it. I don't know. You, know like, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, but yeah. yeah. Without spoiling the movie, of but course. yeah. No, but I definitely recommend people watch this. How I, many Nickies do you give it? Four kids movie. Let me see. I give this a three and a half Nicky. Like, I want to give it a four. Like, I would reserve a four for something like Coco. Thousand Shaw? Not like Coco. Coco, Coco gets a five, bro. Coco is a five. I like. I love Coco. Like four and a half, maybe. I give this a four. You give this a four. I give this a four. You know something? I am. I'm actually open to be convinced. If you guys <laughs> watch this movie, please message us and let us know why you think this movie deserves a four from four Nickies for me. And I think I might actually be willing to change my. This is based on me kind of reviewing it. Maybe I gotta watch it again to really kind of sell myself on it. Again. It was a great movie. I definitely recommend watching it. So I'm at three and a half Nikki's. Who can convince me to go to four? I challenge you. I say go to four. I go to four. You go to four? I, I, I'm going to four. All I right. got a four. All right, guys. So you hear that from us. A three and a half from Nick. Nico Damas. And a four from myself, Tony, on the movie Onward. Uh, it's a movie theaters right now. So enjoy it while you can and let us know what you think. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with some events that we both went to or locations we both went to and some local events coming up all right guys be right back in a little bit all right guys welcome back so let's talk about some local events tell them what we were tell them what we were we were someplace 
differently on Friday. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife's birthday is coming up in a few weeks. So I'm going to give a shout out to my boy, Neil, who works at Universal and ended up helping us get some tickets to go to Universal to celebrate her birthday. Um, she's never been to Universal. So we ended up getting the two the hopper pass. So I guess a trans, I guess hoppers for Disney. That's what they call it. But it's it's a I get to go between both parks, which is not funny day. because both parks are at least within walking distance. Yeah, of each which other. is funny. But the attraction was that the whole train ride from Hogwarts on the Hogwarts uh-huh. right. But uh, she loved it. Uh, there she we went to the the only we did the fast fast. So the fast, so the only ride on the on the fast pass you don't get um, is the hog, uh, the Hagrid's motorcycle ride. Yeah. So we got there. Park opens at nine, so we got there like eight forty five. Yeah. And when we we went all the way, like let's go to Hagrid's mm-hmm. and do that line first because it's gonna be crazy for the rest of the day. So we get there. The line is hella long, and the ride hasn't opened. There's a delay opening on the ride. I'm sure no, you weren't the only one who made that thought process, though. No, no, no. But then it gets better. This is the best part about it. Mm. So we're in the line, and the like the girl goes, "Oh, um, the line, the uh, ride started, so there's a 90 minute wait from the beginning of the queue." So I'm like, "Where is the queue at? The queue?" And she's like, "At the entrance of the ride." We were across the park, like. Every, I don't know if you've Wait, been hold to. Wait, What do you mean you're across so, the park? So we were like, so right next to um, Hogwarts, or I think it's called uh, Hogmeads. Right next to is the Pharaoh, the the Pharaoh and the Egyptian structures okay. for the Pharaohs. We started there. That's where we were at by the Pharaoh, and we so walked. So many minute wait from the people that were already at the at, line at the entrance of the line to get into the ride. So wait, ninety minutes for them or ninety minutes from the? So you have ninety minutes? No, I didn't have ninety minutes. I had like forty minutes to get to that point, and then ninety minutes. From oh, there. that's awesome! Yeah. <laughs> so how long did it actually take you? Funny enough, ninety minutes. So she lied to me. Ah, no. I think they. I think they overestimated. So I they, think so. People could leave. when people heard ninety, they started leaving. They're like, I'm not gonna wait. I'll come back. Which I think is funny because I'm, I I think I've been here in Florida for so long. Ninety minutes is not seen like a lot. It does. It. It doesn't if you're sitting down. No, I'm just saying 90 minutes. Because <laughs> you know what it is? I always feel like 90 minutes is going to be maybe 45 minutes. I always yeah. end up feeling, feeling like 45 minutes. Because, okay, so you went to you went to uh, Universal Studios. And it's weirdly enough, at the same exact time, I was at Disney. Um, oh, you know what else was at, uh, at Universal? Ricky. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I, basically, <laughs> I, I did not get the memo, guys. No, all right. The so- podcast decided to have a field day and did not invite me. <laughs> Or oh, they told me it was a wrong park. No, no. All right. <laughs> oh, so the, just a, uh, kind of going back reverse. Okay. I'm sorry. So we get on the ride yeah. real quick. And she gets on and she's been wanting to get on this ride this whole time. Yeah. Tell me how she closed her eyes the whole ride. Because she was so scared because she doesn't like roller coasters. <laughs> but she wanted the experience so badly that she's she, she wanted the experience so badly she wanted to get on it. But when she got on it, she she just doesn't like roller coasters. So she closed her eyes the whole time. I believe that. And I'm like, do you want to get back again? She's like, I'm not going to wait in line. <laughs> but I did We I did go to Universal, uh-huh. and I posted a picture of me being at the Hogwarts ride at, yeah. uh, at one of the rides. And then that's when Ricky hit me up. He was like, you're at Universal? He's like, he, I'm like, yeah. He's like, me too. So we ended up meeting up and having lunch. 
that and then we got on like maybe one ride which is like the dr seuss ride because that was the closest one to where we were eating at oh gosh yeah so it was funny but you went to disney wait what park magic kingdom uh the worst ones of all not worse so, no but... worse in, but not worse is in the sense of the attraction but worse is like that's where i think all the people everybody's at no everybody was at uh, uh, Star Wars, uh, MGM. Oh, MGM, because oh, of Star Wars. Yeah, like which I would, you know, for the purpose of this podcast, would have been better. Would have been way cooler for me to say that I went to. But um, <laughs> no, uh, ba- uh, so I have friends that uh, come out of town. One has never been to Disney, so I decided I wanted to introduce them. And I don't know, especially if you're from Central Florida, the introduction to Disney for me has always been Magic Kingdom. Like that's where you start people off. Yeah. So I took them over there, but the most fun, the funny thing is, so I'm taking them there. We got there somewhat early, maybe like 10 o'clock or something like that. We spent most of the entire day there. They did not want to do any rides. They just wanted to walk around? Yeah. They want to walk around. They want to take pictures with characters. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, luckily, I I, I have uh, complimentary tickets that are right yeah. here and there. But uh, I was like, you? I had to convince them. I was like. We're going to do a ride, but I guess they don't like roller coasters either. So, yeah. I mean, but I just, I could not leave a day at Disney and not do a, a ride. So, yeah. we went to uh, Space Mountain. That was good. Yeah. I remember that one. That's the best one. That's, uh, for me, that's the best one. So, they, they hated it. I mean, they, they've had fun, but they hated it. Cause yeah. They, they don't like roller coasters. Like, I, I literally did the picture thing. Yeah. And I, um, one of them literally just had their head down the whole time. <laughs> But you know that's my experience. It was fun. I had fun doing it. Yeah, we did. We did a lot of rides because of the express pass. <laughs> but the, she wants. All right. So here's her our our, our thing that we agreed on. Or we yeah. we mutually mutually understood is that it was great that we did the fast pass. Yeah. Because we got to cut the lines like in more than half on all of them. Yeah. But the only thing about them is that the thing about waiting in the line is that they create a whole thing build up to the ride, so you get to be immersive into the scenery and the location that you're really involved yeah, in. Of course, it. they make it they make it worth the wait. Worth mm-hmm. the wait. When you're an express, you don't see none of that. You just go straight to the line, do the ride, and get out. Yeah. So she's like, she was like, there's so much things I want to take take pictures of, and like on the inside, getting on the line that mm-hmm. we didn't get to do. I'm like that's fine. So like next time we go, next time we know we go, we already know what line, what rides not to go to, mm-hmm. and we just go to the ones that we do and just enjoy the line, the wait, and then do that. But never, and I will say to anybody who's listening, never go on the Fast and the Furious one. Why? That is the worst ride the worst? ever. Like what you mean, actual Fast and Furious, like the movie Fast and Furious? Yeah, they have their own ride. Okay. They have it's an interactive. Do you get a Corona? No, they're like, <laughs> no, you get, you get Does somebody call you Toretto. No, he's in it. So pretty much is that you're, they're having, um, setting up a party bus for you. What? So it's a party bus that they're going to give you like a tour around town. But, uh, Owen Shaw is trying to, I guess, attack you. So they have the whole fast and the furious crew trying to divert him from hurting you or hurting the party bus. But the, you know how, like, I understand that that uh, movie does not deserve a ride. No, it doesn't deserve not at all. The cars in- inside the the wait the line the queue is great, but the CGI and the uh, the uh, how they look was like PS2 like looking 
but Tomb I, Raider faces. I just okay, so <laughs> I don't know. Like okay, whether the movie was great or not, I don't know what what actually deserves a ride. But like movies based in what well originally the movies were based in reality, especially like <laughs> not, like street not, crime type reality. I don't think deserve a ride. Like I would not see one for like uh, like Rocky. I don't think I would see a would do a ride for like the movie Rocky or I don't know, or I don't know. Just like movies like that don't feel like they deserve a ride to it. Yeah, I think it's more they 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 try to push on the aspect of the thrill of a car chase. Which I get, and but... they do that, like they do in all of those those ones that have like it's like a big monitor and you're just moving it around, and that's mm. what it pretty much was. But that that car was so uncomfortable on top of it. Yeah, it was like oh, it was the worst. And and Ricky even told me he's like, listen, don't get on the Facebook, don't get on the the Fast and the Furious one because it's horrible. And we were like, I want to see how horrible it is. You... I I put myself through that torture and. I came out of it. I'm like, yo, this is the worst, worst ride ever. Okay, I think I know why you did that one. E.T. E.T. was creepy as hell, and that was a little bit more entertaining. Yeah, but E.T. is like, again, it's fantasy. You know, you do something that you... Yeah. Like, Fast and Furious is fantasy. Oh, I always wanted to be part of that little bike ride thing. I don't know. That's, yeah. I understand that. But, like, now I know why they did the Fast and Furious. I just realized. I'm like, wait a minute. Wasn't there another ride in Universal? They used to be there, and I think it was the... A test drive, like where you're basically a test driving a vehicle, cars, yeah, like you're a vehicle, stuff like that. So I'm wondering if that used to be the ride. Maybe I know that uh, the other one, the one, the ones that were the worst ones was mm-hmm. um, Fast and the Furious and Doctor yeah. Seuss. And yeah, those are like the Doctor two. Seuss was bad. It wasn't bad. It was just creepy. Of course, Doctor Seuss is creepy, but I think it's no. But I feel like it's it's like Doctor Seuss. Creepy in the sense is like the anim- animatronics have mm-hmm. never been clean for like thirty years, so oh paint paint is coming off a little bit, <laughs> so that nothing's like you, touched up. You just start seeing like robotic skeletons of faces. Yeah, like, like his eye was like so <laughs> bit off, so I was like looking at me kind of weird. So I was like, uh, I had nightmares for like a day. <laughs> yeah, but other than those two, we did have two events. One event that I went to, two okay. events that I went to, one that you came along with, yeah, which was Podfest. 2020 so it's a podcast conference we ended up i did a few seminars which was really good to helping us grow and uh grow our community for people to listen and interact with us and engage and then the other event was twitch orlando which is a bunch of twitch streamers that meet up and network and help each other grow their twitch streams so how do you like podcast I, i enjoyed it I loved it. It was fun, but it's funny because this I went the second day. And you went the first day. No, no, I went the second day. It was Friday. No, Saturday, well, Sunday. you know what I mean. Like I went, I oh, went, I went the day after you did. Yeah, but the first day, which I found out was all workshops. Oh, so you messed up. I, there was workshops and how to build like equipment and everything else around that. But I did. I, 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 the one thing I thought was interesting. I felt like, like you, like basically, I'm new to high school and you were the popular kid introducing me to everybody. <laughs> That literally I, is the feeling I felt. And that was like, that was because that was the second day there. But wow, that first day you befriended a lot of people. I which just is talked to everybody. No, no, it's great. Trust me. It's a personality <laughs> trait I wish I, I had, um, which I got to work on. But yeah, it's, it was cool. I mean, either way, there were, the equipment, I mean, you know, we, you know, we're getting, you know, to me, the, the stuff we use is up to, is crazy. So, from where we first started? 
Is it from when we first started? But like, no, from all right. So, oh, yeah, yeah, from, heard, we, we used to have a, we had a previous podcast called Nerdaholics Anonymous, where we would drink while record, and we think we use a Yeti. We stopped drinking. <laughs> we stopped drinking. Yeah. We, the reason I stopped drinking is that we were, we would be like, no, no. The only reason we did stop drinking is because uh, we recorded really late, and it would be Sunday nights, and I had to work the next morning. So I'm like. I need to be functioning for, for work at <laughs> 7 in the morning. So that's why we stopped drinking. And then it just became weird calling ourselves Nerdhawks and Anonymous without drinking. Yeah. And our time there was time constraints. But we came back. And this is where you're listening to us now through our Nerds in the City. So, yeah. So, we're, we're always evolving and upgrading. Regard, besides the equipment, is our content and, and being enjoyable for us to share with you guys our experiences. You know what, what, what I what found super interesting though in the pod uh pod uh podfest podfest the underrepresentation of nerd culture like i never i mean when we started this i never thought that we were we were talking about something that wasn't already like a topic of a discussion i thought that what we talked about was was highly talked about in multiple categories multiple facets of it but going over there and obviously everybody had their interesting topics and and elements that they talk about but yeah. i'm like i didn't really see a lot of what we represent re- represented there which i found so bizarre i thought that we would we would they would have to be a subculture of what we do over there and i didn't see them it, there were there um there were a few that i ran into but a lot of the ones that i've met were either people doing business um uh business podcasts like how to engage on your business and mm-hmm. prove it uh make it more efficient and audio dramas, which is another one that that I I found a lot of people doing audio dramas, which I love audio dramas. What exactly is that? Audio dramas is the it's it's like classic radio. Remember classic radio when they used to do stories, stories, stories and shows, and people yeah. each person has like a, uh, uh, scary pasta. I'm like who? Was it scary pasta? Creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. Sorry. Well, creepypasta they they tell you a story. Yeah, isn't that what that is? No, but these are they have different they actors. They have different actors, and they have like if they're walking. There was a seminar about it. Like there was a guy doing a workshop. Like if you do audio audio dramas, like if let's say if the character is walking and he's brushing against a door, mm-hmm. his shirts that you could help him make sounds like so people could be involved and like they could hear the shirt hitting something, or if they bang a table, they'll hit the they hear the bang of the table. So they just try to get more <laughs> real immersive into like you're in, you're here. It's like almost like a live audiobook. No, I I get that. I, I actually find that was so interesting, just because you know we moved around. Like we obviously did that because that's the technology that we were able to do at the time. Yeah. But it's so funny. Like what is a like almost a hundred years later? You know we're we're still embracing it, and not because it was a classic, just because some people just prefer that genre. Yeah, just classic storytelling. Because sometimes people can't, don't have the means to do a TV show or a YouTube series because there's a lot of money involved into production of video. But if you could sell a story through a couple of voices and some sound effects, that's that that's good enough for me sometimes. That's interesting. Because sometimes I'll be at work and I'll listen to some, and they're, they're just like, I get so involved. I'm like, I can't wait till I get home to finish the whole series. <laughs> So, yeah, so those are the three events we went to. Uh, we do have some events coming up this week. What do we got? Where are we going? Uh, the one that we're going to is CEO Dreamland. It's uh, it's going to be from Friday to Sunday at the Wyndham Orlando on International and Sand Lake. 
and it's all smash comp- fighting competition so smash Wii, smash melee super smash uh smash ultimate so it's all encompassing all mm-hmm. nintendo smash. are you ready are you gonna compete this time no 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 we're just we're just gonna go have fun and watch i know juicy or mm-hmm. uh, one of our friends at juicy they're having their own side tournaments which will involve tekken 7 street fighter 5 i think uh grand blue and uh trying to think i think there was like another game in there but yeah so though i'll be competing in that one i'm not that good about going to compete but just a just the love of video games and fighting games in general we're gonna go and just show support and i'm always not for that and let let you guys know what we think about it maybe we'll go do a facebook live and show you a little walkthrough of the area and other than that we do have two other things is uh Dragon Ball Z and Super Trivia event yeah. at the Player One. It's actually this Tuesday at 8.15. I don't know if I'd be good at that. Like, I know Dragon Ball, but I don't feel like I know good enough you, to... You, are you you want to be able to survive a trivia level. I don't I do not do trivia unless I've seen it th- three times. Okay. Unless I've seen the series all from beginning to end three times. Then you'll be able to decently... Prepare for a trivia. Oh yeah, yeah. You give me, give me the office. You know, you give me like, um, uh, community. How much mother? You know, Sunny Philadelphia, Family Guy, all those. All those I've seen a million times, over <laughs> and over and over again. I, I, I could beat you all day. Damn. Okay. Family Guy, you got me. Bring it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to do Family Guy. Oh yeah. Uh, and what was the other one? Family Guy and uh. Uh, do you really want me to go through them? Because this is like American no, how, Dad. American Dad. That's a, yeah. That's the other one. I've never seen the full episode of American Dad. Wow. Yeah. So after Letter Kenny, I'll go into American Dad and check that out. <laughs> uh, American Dad is a lot more. Well, don't watch the first season. American Dad. I'd have to give you a very specific season to watch. Okay. I'll give that a try. What about South Park? I love. I could do South Park. I can't do South Park. I <sighs> stopped. I stopped after season thirteen. Twenty three. Yeah. I think they're up now. So you could tell how far behind I am. <laughs> I'd be like as much as a as much of a fan I am of Doctor Who. I don't think I could do Do- Trivia or Doctor Who yet. Uh, not yet. Nope. Only my second time watching the entire series. <laughs> but as always, guys, we'll just end it here. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you coming in and checking us out. And as always, if you do like what you listen to, please leave a comment or review at Apple, so it makes it more us to express to other people, so they can find us. But as always, you can catch us on our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Nerds in the City. And if you feel free like emailing us, you can send us an email at Nerds in the City podcast at gmail.com. And I think we're getting a Google number. So if people want to call us and leave us a voicemail, wow. we're going to get to that extent. And a Google number. A Google number. A Google. Google, Google number. number. All right, guys. But thank you so much. And as always, like we'd like to finish telling you, tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, guys. Have a great week. Bye.